and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Monday, April the 24th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 844 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, my co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be coming up at the end of the second hour here today of this hour right now for the birthday game. Man, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really good first hour. We had the head coach of the Kenton Post 43 American Legion baseball team, Ty Eason. Man, I, I want you guys to get as fired up about Legion baseball as I am. It's like I what we were talking about with him. If you want to see the best players in our area, American Legion Baseball is uh, the place to do it. I mean, he gets uh, two or three of the top players uh, from all around, from North North, South North, Parrot, Green Central. You heard him say uh, he's going to have some uh, player, a uh, player from West Craven, a player from Riverside this year in uh, William uh, Williamston. It's just going to be a, a another great season, and just I think the world of Coach Eason and just the job that he does with this. And it's like he said, listen. It's not like he gets paid very well to do this. He does it for love of the game. He does it for love of the community, love of American Legion. And uh, let's get out there. That is my goal this year, as I told him as we were wrapping up there, that, uh, you know, as you guys know, our good friend Shane Albee is uh, the PA guy now for uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, doing a tremendous job, by the way. Uh, I had a chance to go listen to him a few times this past homestand, and Shane is just killing it. But with me no longer doing that, that means I'm able to get out and uh, see more games. And, I, I what, I got to see three or four games, I, last, I guess, last year. I want to see a lot of Legion games this year and uh, cannot wait, man. Cannot wait two weeks from now. They'll be starting that. And, again, he was also promoting the uh, Caswell Center Foundation Golf Tournament, which is a week from Thursday. It tips off the uh, barbecue festival on the noose that uh, – That'll be taking place on uh, the 5th and 6th, that first weekend in May, as it always is. So uh, if you would like to participate in that, if you would like to play in it, it's very easy. Uh, give Danielle Howell a call at 252-208-3790 or uh, get in touch with uh, Coach Eason, and he will uh, point you in the right direction. Very affordable, too. Uh, if you want to, if you can get a foursome together, then uh, it's only $350 for the team or it's $100 per person, and they will match you up and put you on a team. And Charlie Casey, you've been called out. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to Charlie uh, when when I get off the air and find out uh, just how bad he got beat by Coach Eason over the weekend. But, again, uh, thank you to Coach Eason. Coming up here, in, in fact, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by Mark Panicelli. He is the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Uh, you can hear it Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock on uh, 252ESPN.com. Or if you're driving around in your car, you can listen to him on 107.5 FM uh throughout Lenore County it's either going to be the Newburn signal or the Wil or the uh the uh Newburn signal or the Greenville signal but you can listen to him on 107.5 but like I said we'll have him here in just a moment but I wanted to get you caught up we talked to uh, LCC they had a tremendous weekend uh, swept Southeastern Community College uh, they're now 30 and 13 overall 22 and 8 in region 10 uh, the Down East Wood Ducks had a rough week, lost five of six. They are now uh, six and eight overall. 
Uh, blah, 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 ECU baseball swept at Wichita State. We talked a lot of ECU baseball with uh, Coach Eason in that last hour or two. Uh, we'll get into uh, hurricanes and other stuff here, but I do want to get some prep sports knocked out here uh, before we get uh, Panicelli up here on the line with us. And, uh, man, I, the, you need to go to encmoments.com. That's exactly what you need to go, do. He's got everything that uh, I'm getting ready to talk about. He had up on ENC Moments. He had all of the Friday results, not one result missing. He's got the week schedule up on encmoments.com. Man, Junior Smith III just knocking it out of the park. Had a chance to hang out with him uh, Friday night when we went to uh, the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame up in Raleigh with uh, Coach Jimmy Smith. want to thank Coach Jimmy Smith and his beautiful wife, Becky, uh, that's who we rode with. Junius and I rode with them all the way up to Raleigh and back. Just had a blast, man, watching uh, Jerry Stackhouse, the great Jerry Stackhouse, being inducted into the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. And I know we were trying to have him on late last week. He was just so busy. We are going to have him on at some point this week. I don't know exactly when yet, but as soon as I do, I'll let you know. But I uh, hung out with uh, them Saturday night, Paul Whittington and I. Hung out at a, uh, a private party, which was a lot of fun. Had a chance to talk to him again and his uh, uh, his people. And uh, don't know what day it is, but we are going to have Jerry on one day this week to talk about the Hall of Fame and all the Coach of the Year awards that he's received this, uh, uh, this season, too, after the great season of Vanderbilt had. But just a tremendous year uh, that uh, Jerry Stackhouse has had. Can't wait to get him here on the show again to talk about all that again let's talk about uh prep sports real quick here uh friday's games uh green central defeated west craven five to one they wrapped up the eastern plains to a regular season title they are now 15 and 3 10 and 0 in the eastern plains to a that was their 13th straight win and again visit junior smith third's enc moments.com and you can read that game story there nor our south Nord defeated wallace rose hill 19 to 6 south Nord improved to 10 and 6 overall 6 and 3 in the conference uh, Bethel beat the crap out of Gramercy Christian. Uh, they beat them 22 to two Bethel is now 11 and three overall parrot beat uh, Wayne prep nine to nothing. The Patriots are 14 and seven overall. And then Kenston lost to Southwest Onslow. The Vikings fell to one and 12 overall. Oh, and nine in the conference and uh, Southwest who is tied with North and North atop the conference. They're now 15 and two overall seven and one. We've got a couple of games tonight. Parrot Academy uh, travels to Newburn to take on Epiphany. Uh, Parrot is 14 and 7. Epiphany is 0 and 9. And Bethel is at home to, or I should have told you that Parrot game is at 3.30 today. The only other local baseball game today is Bethel Christian is 10 and 4 overall. That game starts at 4 as they'll take on Beargrass Charter. We've got a whole bunch of games tomorrow. Uh, softball on Friday night. Uh, man, a tough loss for South Lenore as they lost 4 to 1 to Wallace Rose Hill after uh, just really beating the brakes off uh, North Lenore the day before South Lenore loses. 4-1 to one to Wallace Rose Hill. They fall to 8-6 and six overall, 6-3 six and three in the East Central 2A. And Wallace Rose Hill improves to 12-5 and five overall, 5-4 five and four in league play. Uh, Kenston lost 19-3 to three to Southwest Onslow. Kenston fell to 0-13 overall, 0-9 in the conference. Green Central lost 24-6. to six. The West Craven in softball, they're now 0-18 overall and 0-10. Listen, there's got to be a way that we can set up Kinston versus Green Central this year. Surely they're both going to have uh, an extra game. 
Because both of them are over. Wouldn't it be neat to see Kenston and Green Central play each other and one of them come away with a win this season? I, I, I wish there was some way we could do that. Uh, <laughs> listen, Diesel, if you're listening, we got to figure out a way to get, make that happen. Hey, to two softball games today. Parrot Academy is a home against Mary Hill Lawrence Academy. Parrot is five and six. Lawrence Academy is six and seven. Aiden Grifton is at home today. They are thirteen and six overall. They take on Greenville Rose. Who is six and twelve? And girls soccer on Friday, South Lenore uh, was beaten by Wallace Rose Hill four to nothing. Uh, well, upset four to nothing. South Lenore uh, was actually had a better record in conference going into that. Uh, the Blue Devils fall to seven nine and one overall. They are three and four in the East Central two A. Wallace Rose Hill improves. They pick up uh, their only their third win of the season. They're three twelve and two. They're two and six in the conference. We've got a couple of girls soccer games today. As uh, Rendell Parrot Academy, uh, they are six and seven overall. They are at New Bern Epiphany today, uh, who is four eight and one. That game is at uh, five o'clock today in New Bern. And then uh, Bethel Christian Academy travels to Clayton to take on uh, Southside Christian. Bethel is one and six overall. Southside Christian is eight five and one. That game begins at six o'clock and joining us right now it just feels weird mark uh he, he's our typical he's our usual monday first hour guest but he graciously and i want to tell you panicelli uh our uh ty eason the, the head baseball coach at, of our post 43 team he could only do it in the first hour he wanted me to tell you he said it he said thank you on the air but i will pass along his thanks to you for uh swapping uh, hours with him this morning sir it is my pleasure it is my pleasure. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, dude. What a weekend of sports. In some ways, it was good. Our Hurricanes are now up uh, three games to one. In some ways, it was really bad as our Pirates. Uh, I don't even know what happened to ECU in baseball, dude. They outscored 23-3 to against Wichita State. They're now 7-5 and five in the AAC. I mean, we had a great uh, – well, I don't know if it was great. We had a pretty good NASCAR race at, at uh, Talladega yesterday, and uh, the NBA playoffs are going on. So, Mark Panicelli, my dear friend, I just gave you uh, four things to choose from. What would you like to talk <laughs> about first here, my friend? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, look, I thought it was a, at least a great sports day. Because uh, I was, I was going to say great sports weekend. To some degree it was. But Friday got off to a bad start. My Celtics and my Canes both lost on Friday. But yesterday was glorious. We had uh, <laughs> my my, uh, my Phillies won. Uh, so they're now a game under 500. Makes me kind of excited. Uh, and, then, and then the Canes won. They're now a game away from, uh, from moving to the next round. Um, yeah, NASCAR. Maybe we should do that first. I don't know. Uh, um, it's up to you. Uh, Celtics, that- Celtics won. Celtics won. That makes me very happy. Of course, they, they're they're a game away from moving on, and they knew they're obviously going to play the Sixers. Uh, there's so much NBA talk. I let's, let's go ahead and get the NASCAR stuff out of the way, because what will happen is we'll start talking basketball. You know how this is going to go, and then we'll have 30 minutes on this, and then it'll be time to go, and we'll never hit any of the other subjects. So, Well, that, here's the thing, too, though, dude, with, with you being my second-hour guest, we do the birthday game in the second hour, and let me look here. Yeah. We've got uh, – well, I've got we, – we, we need to get off about uh, about 33, 34 minutes after the hour, so we got about a solid 20-minute chunk here, dude. So i tell you <laughs> what, I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to be a game okay. manager here and make sure okay. we hit those four subjects about five minutes each. How does that work? 
Yeah, you have to be be the early two thousand <laughs> Tom Brady of this conversation. Just manage the game. Just manage the game. Okay, so, so. we're going NASCAR first here. Kyle mm-hmm. Busch steals one yesterday. No, I mean, now listen, he had a good run going, and you know how it is, and everybody knows. Talladega, if you're in the top 20 at Talladega with five laps to go, you legitimately have a chance to win a race. By God, it happened for Kyle Busch yesterday, didn't it? It did. I I don't know what else I have such a love-hate relationship with in super speedway racing. Um, One, it can be mundane. You know, it gets to be, you know, uh, the stage racing has helped. It's really exciting the last few laps watching these days, these things unfold. But then the bad part is getting caught up. And you mentioned the randomness. The reason why anybody can win this is because these cars run so close together that when something bad happens, it ends up the collateral damage is just too much. Uh, you know, it, it, and, and that's where I hate it. I love it. It's exciting, but I hate it because. It, it could just absolutely turn the race upside down. So it really comes down to, it looks like it's going to come down to Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace, who before yesterday were really good friends, and I'm not sure where the relationship was going to go, at least in the immediate future. Yeah. I think both guys are going for the win. I think I think, I think Bubba Wallace is blocking there, but it's the last lap of the race. Dude, you got every right to put your, your rear bumper in front of the, the, but also understand that you might get uh, tagged out as he did. And didn't neither one of those guys win. And then here comes Kyle Busch out of nowhere to win his second race of the year. And that, my friend, is Talladega in a nutshell. Is it not? It is. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, and Daytona can do that too. But I swear it feels a lot more of a Talladega thing more than anything. So uh, I enjoyed it. It was exciting. Uh, there's times when that race is so, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard for me. It gets the edge of your seat. You know, you can't make a mistake. And as the laps wind down, it gets to be so intense, but gosh, you just, you, you hate for it to end that way, especially when so many good cars, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's good if you're one of the guys who benefits from it. If you're Chase Briscoe, who I, what was he like two laps down from most of the race yeah. winds up finishing third, uh, in this thing. So it's, it's good if you end up on the good part of one of these things, but if you ran fantastic all afternoon and just find yourself, well, where was I supposed to go? Which is, you know, a lot of everybody. But boy, that, that I will say the one thing that if it, I still feel like I feel this impact, the Ryan Priest to uh, Kyle Larson hit, good gracious. I mean, that looked like it was, I mean, one of the hardest impacts I've seen in a race in a long time. Both guys agreed it was. It was pretty hard. Can you, okay, look, I had no idea we were going to talk about that, but I don't mind. We were, you know, you and I and Scott and Paul all on a uh, message chain yesterday. And uh, that's one of the things I said. I would have, I'm surprised he wasn't concussed. To me, and I'm talking about either one of them, uh, Ryan Priest or, uh, the you know, the car that he hit. I'm telling you, dude, in, in the real world, that happens. What did he hit him at? About a, it had to have been what he was at full speed. So 170, 175, right? A T bone that car, dude. To me, and I know we take our shots at NASCAR all the time, and I do more than you or Paul do. But I tell you what, man, you saw exactly how safely those cars are built. 
Typically, you get T-boned at 170 miles. And bear in mind, he was coming up the track, too, you know, uh, when that hit came. Dude, that would have split a car apart 40 years ago, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And, yes, I, I feel what you're saying, too. I think there's a part of you that's saying Tua Tungavailoa thinks that there's not good enough concussion protocols in NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, I think, <laughs> you know. Uh, but that that was just that was just uh, God that that looked like, and then you see both of them. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy, at least in the sense that these guys are upright, and um, and, and and certainly you know most of you know both guys are more than likely going to race next weekend. But more importantly, I don't think we realize how much the safety in motorsports has has grown. It's still inherently dangerous more so than probably any other sport out there you're pushing the limits of a of a machine to you know hundreds of miles an hour it's just you know it's it's an, it's it's dangerous but we've we've really come a long way uh in safety uh in that in that sport so i that being said yes i let, let's see how these guys feel a day or two <laughs> after i wonder I wonder if we might uh, get, get some sort of midweek news on that. But, man, that, that was a hard impact yesterday. But your thoughts on it, man. Uh, Kyle Busch, man, he's yeah. Kyle Bushing it up. Well, I wanted to ask you, and, the, and we'll end our NASCAR talk with this question for okay. you, Panicelli. I don't know, man. And, you know, I've really, thanks to you, thanks to Paul Whittington, I've watched a lot more NASCAR in the last two years than I did, honestly, in the 20 years prior to that. I've pretty much watched every single race. I've got to, I've I watched that behind the scenes series, that junk series they had on USA Network, Race to the Championship. But you got to see a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, of, uh, rowdy behind the scenes, Kyle Bush. I got to tell you, man, he was very muted yesterday. He was very humble. You didn't, other than him taking his bow, his, you know, his characteristic bow. Did you, was it just me or did you pick up on just how humble he was and how, I mean, he wasn't patting himself on the back. I mean, other than, other than he disobeyed what his crew chief said and stayed out there when the crew chief said, you need to come in for gas. Other than that, I don't know. It was... Mark, it was a little refreshing to see him a little humble in victory lane yesterday. Yeah, the last two years, and Paul and I have talked about this, uh, have humbled Kyle Busch to some degree. He's not – there were several instances last year where uh, he, you know, had contact with another driver that caused him to, to be out of a race. That wasn't the case yesterday, obviously. but Because uh, he can be awful in defeat, like even more awful. But he can also be awful in victory, as you mentioned yesterday. Not as obnoxious, but I think, you know, maybe Kyle Busch has some perspective. I think a lot of us look back at our, uh, you know, our 20-year-old selves, especially those early 20s, and just, you know, it's like you eye-roll to yourself. You're like, <laughs> oh, God, I cannot believe I acted like that. And so, um, I hope so. You know, I mean, he's a heck of a driver, but he is. He is polarizing, although I still say, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being the dark hat guy. I just don't think he's that guy anymore. I think the guy that really has the chance right now is probably Ross Chastain uh, after last year. Uh, I think he rubbed some guys the wrong way. But, you know, I, I think Kyle did a great job at wearing the black hat for a little while. And what was – and you mentioned the fact that you didn't watch a ton of NASCAR. And the reason why a lot of us – 
kind of uh, withdrew was because it became so cookie cutter. Everybody yeah. was so clean cut and yeah. said, the, where was the personality? And I still say NASCAR could do with some personality. Um, but Kyle Busch has certainly done that. But he's, def- he's definitely, I agree wholeheartedly. He, it feels like the last two seasons or so, you know, one, the fact that he wasn't going to get a big mega contract and Joe Gibbs was basically showing him the door so that he could uh, kind of move on. And I think that and then having the ride now and knowing he's really got a call now. He's had, I think this is his second win of the year, so he's done well over there so far. And it's not as if you can't win, but it's certainly a, a, a minor step back when you realize you're at that stage in your career where you don't have one of those premier seats at one of the, and we don't, the de facto factory team, Tendrick, uh, Penske, or, uh, or or Gibbs or any of those guys like that. But that that being said, yeah, the, the new Kyle Busch, everybody. Well, like I was very impressed with that. And I, the only the last thing we'll mention is it's been 15 years since he had won a super speedway race. 15 years, and I didn't have the time nor the inclination to tell you the truth. But somebody out there, I bet you Paul Weddington would look it up. Who was who? How many new drivers are, in yesterday's field? Who was on the NASCAR circuit or on the Winston Cup, whatever it was called back in 2008? Uh, who was on the circuit 15 years ago, the last time that uh, Kyle Busch won a super speedway race? Dude, there couldn't have been more than four or five racers that were in yesterday's race that were in that uh, 15 years ago. I've got to be right about that, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, what, Harvick, Truett? I mean, only a handful of guys because, <laughs> I mean, there, there are guys that have come and gone. Yeah. In 15 years, let alone guys who are, who are still, you know, in the garage area and still active drivers. So I'll let you know, certainly. Keselowski, you know, he was around 15 years ago, right? Or was yeah, he? I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. At the, very, at the very least, at the beginning, yeah. It seems like that would be early Keselowski days. But we forget he was, feels like he was at Pimsky for almost a decade. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, I'm looking down the list. Yeah, Keselowski, uh, good Lord, dude. There may have only been, was J.J. Yelly around? Maybe he was. Yeah, but but he was probably a part-timer at that point anyway. But, yeah, in and out because J.J. Yelly's been around for a while. Yeah, Denny Hamlin for sure. Kevin Harvick for sure. I mean, I'm just going, I'm I'm actually going, yeah, uh, Truex for sure. Was Alvin Dinger? Maybe he, no, no, he wasn't. Dude, that may be it. You know what? That's my homework no, no, assignment. I, if you remember, Almendinger uh, went to uh, uh, and, and talk about his career. Guy, see, look at us. We're not going to get to the NBA. <laughs> We're going to do this. Uh, Almendinger, uh, if you remember, drove for those Red Bull Toyotas in the late 2000s. That's before right. He went, back, he went back to IndyCar for a couple of seasons with Roger Penske before coming back to NASCAR. So, yeah, Almendinger would have probably definitely been on that list. So there's probably five. You're you're right about five that were that had raced at that point. We're not even talking about uh, every week. Okay, okay, you're right, dude. We've now spent ten minutes on NASCAR. <laughs> so what's next? You want to go NBA? Yeah, dude. Let's let's go NBA. Let's go NBA. I, I'm telling you, man. Some uh, no surprise in the Philly uh, Brooklyn series. Or I mean, no. I think everybody thought that that's that what happened there was going to happen. I mean, there, there was no doubt about that. However. I got to tell you, man, when Sacramento took that two to nothing lead on Golden State and, uh, uh, oh my gosh, troublemaker. Why? I, I've 
for Golden State that got ejected. Yeah. And why am I Draymond Green? Thank you, Draymond Green. Dude, I brashly said, oh, the Sacramento's going to sweep this series. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, uh, wait a minute. Narrator's voice. Brian was wrong. It's now 2-2 two to two following <laughs> that, which was a heck of a game. And I'll tell you what, man, Golden State just about blew it, though. I got to watch the tail end of that game yesterday. But now it's tied up 2-2, two to two, goes back to Sacramento. What do you think about that Sacramento-Golden State series? Yeah, the uh, the race and the and the game are all trying to end at the same time. Don't they? Don't they know we're trying to channel surf here? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I'm interrupting you. That's why you got to have three TVs, Mark. You know, so you can watch them both at the same time. You can switch the sound between them. That's what I was doing yesterday, dude. I just use I utilize the DVR. I'm recording <laughs> both of them so that I can go back and pause. Anyway, anyways, anyways, let's not get into that whole minutia. Yeah, look credit the Warriors for winning without Draymond in game three and then coming back Draymond comes off the bench and how exciting was that the crowd goes crazy and then like five seconds into it he gets a he and uh, uh De'Aaron Fox get into it and, he, and they get double technicals and I was like oh where is this going <laughs> and uh but the Warriors held on and that's despite the fact that Steph Curry pulled a Chris Webber and tried to call a timeout that the Warriors didn't have. And then he pulled up early with the shot clock uh, yeah, still yeah. having about 10 seconds or so. Nonetheless, it gave the, the Kings an opportunity. So they, if, you're the, if you're the Kings, you're kicking yourself for maybe not getting a better look than what Harrison Barnes gave them towards the end. But, but yeah, bottom line is that series is now even. Sacramento's going to have to definitely take advantage of those home games, uh, you know, without a doubt. But – Look, the perseverance of the Warriors and the fact that they may have rattled the cage. I would say two of these series have taken this rattling the cage approach. And one of the, it's this one with the whole Draymond Green and the Warriors. Uh, but, uh, but certainly that Grizzly, uh, Grizzlies Lakers series yep. where Dylan Brooks has just, to me, immaturely talking trash. I mean, he only won one game in a, in a best of seven series. And, you know, look, I, I don't know how deep the Lakers can go, but trust me, with the injuries that the Grizzlies have, they can win this series. And right now, uh, stand a good chance of, uh, of doing that, leading that series. And it's the same situation where you're, you're having, uh, you're, you're kind of poking the bear here with the Warriors championship medal and certainly the, the roster that the Lakers have. Uh, but those two series are very interesting for those two reasons. Well, kids these days aren't going to get this reference, but you definitely will. But, uh, dude, you, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you know? You just don't. Right. <laughs> you don't pee in the wind. Uh, you remember that song, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yeah. I do remember that song. But you don't do that, and why? No. I mean, other than just trying – you know, it, it smacks of – I did it honestly. I'd heard the name Dylan Brooks. I couldn't pick him out of a out of a three person lineup uh, before all this happened. I guess I can now, but uh, it just it smacks of hey, I need to, I want some Twitter mentions. I want some uh, you know I want to get my name out there. And here we here we are in Kinston and Newburn and Vanceboro talking about him right now. He's in a contract year and he's yeah. trying to get and, and he's not a guy that lights up your stat sheet. So he is that, again, as the joke goes, he's Diet Draymond. He's Draymond <laughs> Light. He wants to be that guy. 
And so he's trying to stir the pot. But look, here's the thing. I mean, Draymond was, was winning. It was beating teams. And so that being said, the Grizzlies have a very tall task ahead. And I'll, I'll circle back around because I know we're going to try to talk about all of these things. But uh, you mentioned the, the, the Sixers. Yeah, the Nets are garbage, and so they've moved on. The real trick for them is they are really hoping that the Hawks can somehow stretch a little bit more out of that series. Now, I don't think it's going anymore. I think that was an incredible win last night by the Celtics. They get, uh, what, 31 from uh, each of their uh, big two there with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But what I really noticed – and um, I, I know the saying goes that your role players play so much better at home, but they're on the road. And what I noticed last night was just, again, it just reminds me how deep Boston is. The fact that they've got Brogdon who can come off the bench. Uh, or, you know, you look at, you know, the fact that they can go uh, Robert Williams and they can go uh, Al Horford uh, and, and, and Derek White. And then it's just, they're so deep. And I think they're deeper than any other team. And that's why I don't, I don't think the Hawks – I think that was a great game by the Hawks. And in most series, they would have evened it up. But because the Celtics are that deep, um, the, they, they just pulled away. And I think, I think they'll clinch that. And the first series that will be ready for round two is going to be Sixers and Celtics. And how fitting would that be? Because those two teams always seem to cross paths. And right now, that's the hump that the Sixers can't get over is they can't get to the Eastern Conference Final and they can't beat the Celtics. And that narrative is going to pop up as soon as that matchup gets set. Oh, I can't wait. Hey, man, give me 30 seconds on uh, Knicks Cavaliers, which I got to tell you, man, I really thought, you know, the Cavaliers were going to uh, win that series. The Knicks are now up three games to one following yesterday's 102-93 to uh, victory. And I'm telling you, I I, I'm I'm all for having the Knicks in the Final Four in the East, along with the Celtics and the uh, 76ers, aren't you? Well, and, and even yes, and uh, so real quickly, yes, that then that series is big because of all the Knicks fans that thought that the Knicks let Donovan Mitchell get away. Uh, if they can pull away and win that, that kind of quiets that for a little bit. But even more so, if you're the Knicks and you pull this off, look at the other side of this bracket, or the and it's Miami who are leading the Milwaukee Bucks, who have, you know, of course, Giannis a little dinged up without question. But, uh, and again, not that I think, but look, Miami, New York, the Heat and the and the Knicks, that's such a great rivalry. And if you're the Knicks, you're thinking, maybe we could pull off an upset. Could you imagine? You talk about the <laughs> Knicks moving on. Can you imagine Madison Square Garden playing oh. host, uh, being part of the Eastern Conference Final? Dude, you so. just—I'm uh, giddy. I mean, dude, I, again, what a great weekend of sports. Okay, uh, that'll wrap up our NBA. I've got to—I've got to at least get a minute from you on ECU. What the hell happened in Wichita, dude? I, I mean, come on, man. You're asking me to explain what I, I mean. <laughs> here's here's what I'll say. It's not as big as the Major League Baseball uh, regular season, and obviously. Uh, winning on the road sometimes is obviously a challenge. That's that's a that's a pretty good baseball program over there. Uh, maybe you chalk this up to right now before we all hit the panic button. There's a big midweek game at NC State this week, and then back to the conference schedule. So before we all hit the panic button, let's just say, look, they they were coming off a huge winning streak yeah. <laughs> before that. So 
the ebbs and flows of the regular season of baseball. Maybe it was just a tough road trip, and uh, and and you just you know, it wasn't a good one. I can tell you that you're not going to be happy with it, but you, you're going to feel a lot better if you can pull off a midweek win against uh, an in-state opponent like uh, NC State and get back on track with your conference schedule coming up this week. So I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but it certainly interrupted what was the euphoria of cloud nine that was existing in the ECU Pirate baseball world. Oh, I see what you did there. A nine-game winning streak, cloud nine. Well played, yeah. Mark Panicelli. Well played. One more minute we've got here, and we've got to talk about – oh, by the way – no way ECU beats NC State tomorrow night in Raleigh. I'm calling it here. It's going to be a Ooh. 10 to 1, 11 to 4. And I love ECU, but listen, I guarantee you, uh, Cliff is more worried about playing conference games than he is playing NC State. You're going to see nine pitchers tomorrow for uh, ECU. I think the game means more to NC State than it does to ECU. And I really think it's uh, 11 to 4 will be my, that's my official prediction. I think NC State wins that. Okay. We got one minute. God, we got less than 45 seconds. Uh, the Hurricanes beat the Islanders 5 to 2. Love the Canes. Let's clinch this thing. Let's win this thing on Tuesday so that you and I can just enjoy the draft because it's draft week, baby. And the draft and we didn't even Thursday talk about night. anything about that. <laughs> People will have to tune in Wednesday when you come on my show. And it's, it's Brian Hanks Day every Wednesday on 252 ESPN Radio. So we'll we'll talk a little draft on Wednesday. How about that? I love it. I, I'm stealing this from Steve Zabin, but he calls it a home and home. You and I do a home and home. Today is my day. Uh, to have you on my in my home on my show, and then Wednesday is your day to have me on yours. Mark Panicelli, you're the best. Seriously, in all sincerity, thank you for swapping your hours. Uh, if, I, I really do appreciate it. Coach Eason's even texted me again and told me to thank you again. So thank you so much, sir. Hey, you're welcome, Coach, and you're welcome, Brian. Happy Monday, brother. Right back at you, my friend. Uh, that's Mark Panicelli. This is the birthday game. We'll wrap up Monday right after this. It's Monday. April the 24th in here for Lord 2023. Sorry, John, I, I froze there for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, time to play the birthday game. It's that game we play every day just about this time uh, on the Brian Hank show. What is that over there? What are you doing? I just I remembered something. Oh, okay. How was your weekend, John Dawson? Uh, it was a Hall of Fame weekend. Speaking of Hall of Fame weekends, Brian, <laughs> how was your weekend? It was awesome, man. Went to uh, Raleigh over the weekend. <laughs> What a segue. I love phony showbiz segues. <laughs> there you go. I had a great time, man. I was very honored to uh, first so be. I take it the loan went through on your tickets. The loan did. <laughs> the loan did go through on the tickets, but, uh, man, just had a good time, man. Got to. Are they importing, like, camels or something? What, why? What, what's so, what is it? They have to support the Hall of Fame there. So, uh, the Are the statues price... made out of well, the dinner uranium? Was, the dinner was amazing to start with. I mean, it was. They had a, a delicious meat. They had some delicious vegetables. And did they uh, fall in? Did they regurg, regurgitate? Did they reanimate Julia Childs to cook it? Why is it so expensive? I, you know, I don't know. Other than it's a big Hall of Fame. Now, I, mean, I did hear that it was really weird. The catering company was called Hannibal. Wow. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> anyway, a good time was had by all, and it was just. I was very honored. I got to go to a couple of extracurricular things that jerry invited me to of course jerry stackhouse was inducted into the hall and just uh, really had a great time had a really really good time mm-hmm. and want to thank him for the invitation to the invitation only parties that i went to 
Mm. Saw some famous people there that I, you know, I really shouldn't talk about, but uh, uh, just had, had a really good time there, John Dawson. Uh, what did you do, John Dawson? Hmm. I really can't remember, Brian. It's such a blur. <laughs> um, so many, <laughs> so many things happened. We were basically Massey and I got together and tried to have a fundraiser to help pay for your ticket. <laughs> Did you raise enough? We sold everything both of us owned and raised enough money to pay for one third of your ticket. Oh my God! Okay, uh, it was Brian Aid. Out. It was Brian Aid. <laughs> That's pretty good. Instead yeah. of like uh, Live Aid, Live Aid, Farm yeah. Aid, yeah. Kool Aid. <laughs> Come to me, my babies. Let me uh, quell your pain. I like it. I like it. Okay, Feline Aid. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was just going over all the aid I knew. I tell you, I had to help a buddy bury a cat a few days ago. <laughs> yes, you did. The thing wouldn't be still. I got to tell oh. you, I, I have found the best the best place <laughs> to bury cats, the ditch. It saves the raccoons and possums all the work of digging them back up. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Man, it's Monday. It's not, it's not time for us to get this dark this early. That'd be a catastrophe. This was dark? Yeah, that's pretty dark. Well, I hate cats, so for me, it's this is lighthearted humor. But Stormy loves you. Yeah, let him get close to me. I'll, I'll give him a nice big hug. God. Okay, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Massey, what'd you do this weekend? Uh, I went down to the local SPCA, adopted all the cats. <laughs> <laughs> and then? I don't want to talk about that. I don't think the statute of limitations is going to go up for a while. Wow. No, I uh, we just hung around the house. I've got some projects I'm working on that I've been trying to finish. And uh, I've got a toddler who refuses to let me finish any of my projects. So, you know, good stuff. How is uh, our, our, our little baby over there? Well, she caught in her first bomb threat. <laughs> God. To this show, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. is that why we started late? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. want to say anything. But. Okay. Yeah, she's good. She, she's really good. Well, very cool. Well, you guys just aren't giving up any information this morning. So, uh, well, I asked y'all what you did, and both of you made up stuff. So, we had a yard sale to raise money to pay for your ticket. I was selling family heirlooms, blood, shoes, everything I had. A kidney. A ki- that's why I just, I'm a little sore right here. <laughs> God. And we still only raised enough to like cover the it surcharge. Took, it took me two and a half hours to get him back out of that bathtub full of ice. <laughs> Jonathan Massey, you are, are, have won now four days in a row. You lead seven days to three. You've uh, pretty much taken complete control of this thing. I mean, in fact, today is Monday, April 24th, so one, two, three, four, five. There's only five days left. Oh, my God. John Dawson, you have to win these last five, the, the five days this week, all five of them to win. If you lose one day, somebody had to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the, you know what? I, I make no apologies for that, John Dawson. I earned that vacation. Well, it was Fleet Week, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Okay, uh, Jonathan God. Massey. <laughs> That's going to offend somebody, but I don't I'm sure care. it is. I don't either. Uh, tell us about GoEco Office Automation. Well, GoEco is a fine company. Um, the, the only thing offensive about GoEco is the, the pressure they're putting on the other office automation companies with their excellent client service and their completely reasonable prices. If you want to go somewhere and feel like 
they actually care about you and your brand and your company, you need to go see Jock Passleg and his crew down at Go Ecoffs Automation. Or you can just give them a call. I call like with my phone? No, with a beeper. Yes. <laughs> do you have his number? In fact, I do. Oh, my God. Do you have his number, John? I gave it to Massey. Oh, okay. What is it? It's 252. 252-286-286-5354. 5-4. I said more passion. Yeah, we got to do better, John. We're not passionate if, enough about you got to get closer or something. Oh, we can do Maybe that. Maybe hold hands. I don't no, know. No, no. I think we do. need to go nose to nose and let him smell my baloney breath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the baloney breath did it for me. <laughs> you all right over there, John? Because I don't wow. think he's talking. To- <laughs> so, mm. well, doesn't he have some websites too? We're talking about Jacques Passleg again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you Jacques Passleg's websites first. People are recycling their breakfast all over <laughs> ENC right now. Is goeco dot com or what is goeco dot com? Now, if you're asking about John Dawson's websites. Or just website, it's Bucklesberry.com. There you go. And you want to visit Bucklesberry.com because there's a lot of great things up there. That's right. Like Brian's cell phone number. Yeah. Hey, wait, what? Anyway. Hey, uh, he was a founding drummer for this band. Who's the band? Credence Clearwater Revival. What's the drummer's name? Doug Clifford or Stu Cook. We ought to just give you today for knowing. Doug Clifford, how did you know that? He's the drummer for Credence, man. Who doesn't know that? What kind of loser doesn't know that? <laughs> Tell them what we're doing. <laughs> they're, they're raising their hands. Yeah, both of us. Wow. I'm, I'm very impressed, sincerely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sincerely impressed. Yes. Doug Clifford, today is his birthday there, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? I, can I ask a question? Oh, did sincerely. I do a good CCR song? Yeah, it's okay. a good song. When did this song come out? <sighs> it was during Vietnam, so I'm going to say 60... 68. 68 or 9. Yeah. See, because I was, I was curious. Chorus. People have heard the song, Brian. What were you saying? <laughs> I was just curious because I know it's used. It's, it was in Forrest Gump. Well, it's used in all the Vietnam movies. Oh. It, it, just, it was kind of an anthem because, as we all know, yeah. poor men fight rich man's wars. And they were, you know, it's about people who didn't have enough money to get out of going. Well, you know what, when that actually started was, I think, for sure, the Civil War in the United States, rich people could could buy their way out of getting pulled into service, and they would just pay folks around. Gangs there. of New York. Did you ever see that? I didn't. No. Did you see it? No. Nope. This oh, guy, what's really... his face in it, though? Leonardo DiCaprio. That's why I didn't see it. No, the guy that played. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, Daniel Day-Lewis. And he is amazing in that, dude. Also a psycho. Yeah, he is. He is. But uh, But an amazing actor, though. You got to admit, a very amazing actor. But, uh, Dave, what was, oh, go ahead. But no, no, no. They talk about that. I mean, that's one of the things you could buy your way out of fighting in the Civil War in New York if uh, you, and it really, I was about to say it really wasn't that much, but who knows? I mean, it was something like uh, 80 bucks or something or $85. Which was probably but, a lot back then, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Right. Suffice it to say, none of us <laughs> would have been able to buy our way out. No, at that no, age, no. Right? Doug Clifford. Jonathan Massey and... Uh, Move it to uh, Run Through the Jungle for me there, Butch. I will. Get a great drum sound on that one. See, now that one sounds like a Vietnam song. Yeah. Uh, Run Through the Jungle. Is that the name of it, Run Through the Jungle? Yes. It's going to be on their greatest Oh, hits. I know. I'm, I know the song. I'm, uh, I love the why? production. The drums sound like they're old drums in your head. 
I like this. The ones. It's running through my head, John. You know, uh, we've talked about my dad before. Not a big fan of him. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But if there's one thing that I can say about him, he was a big CCR guy. Mm-hmm. And I grew up listening to all these CCR songs. So I, I can. Uh, this is probably my favorite one. I feel like CCR is like anti-Vietnam. Were yeah. They not? And Fogarty, John Fogarty, the guy wrote all the songs, he was in the Army so he could couldn't just say he was some hippie whining he had been in the military which oh wow which is why it it weirds me out that somebody was a fan of them considering they were anti-war yeah i know well you know how uh fake it till you make it so uh anyway (sighs) i don't think that was hypocritical but yeah it's very hypocritical doug clifford how old is he today jonathan massey doug this is a good song no his friends did not call him dougie fresh they should have did they, John? <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, let's see, my granddad would have been 85 this year, so I'm going to say 83. You say 83. What do you say, John Dawson? 82. He was born April 24th. <laughs> he was born April 24th, 1945. So he's 77 today. Oh, uh, Some more minutiae. John Fogarty put a solo album out in 85 called Center Field. I know you're sick of that song at the ballpark. Yeah. But the lead single off of that song, that album, was The Old Man Down the Road. And the guy who had kind of finagled Fogarty out of his songwriting right sued Fogarty for sounding like himself. He said the old man down the road sounded too much like this. <laughs> he lost the case, thank God. That is too funny. Okay, uh, here is... Uh, our next musical hint. He was the bassist and co-founder of this band. Dude, you can make my chest explode. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> you know the name of the band? Is it Creed? It is Creed. Who was the uh, basis for the band, though? I don't know. Really? No. I figured you might know. I don't. I don't learn band members if I hate the band. You don't like Creed? Not to listen to. You like Creed, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what was that look? I didn't. Wasn't trying to insult you. I feel as though I have been slapped. <laughs> Well, I feel bad. I should have flip-flopped these and had this first then. I just figured you got... I don't know. I swear I thought you had told me one time you like Creed. No, he likes Nickelback. Oh, that's right. That's right. Basically the same deal. I'll burn this house down. <laughs> well, let me well it's first. Brian Marshall is his okay. name. He's right. a co-founder of Creed and uh, still the bassist for the band. Uh-huh. Brian Marshall. <laughs> you kids try to guess, John Dawson. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Uh, okay, this song came out in 1999. Does that help? It should. I knew how to do math. 24 years ago. Fifty-five. open. Fifty-five. I don't do a bad. Uh, that was awful. Oh, it was. You said how old? Fifty-five. You say fifty-five. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Fifty-four. He was born uh, April the twenty-fourth in the year of our Lord, nineteen seventy-three. 
So he's 50. 50 years old today. I swear, I, and I'm not even exaggerating or playing around or doing a riff. In my brain, I thought one time you had told me you like Creed. I promise. <laughs> oh, boy. I need to find that David Cross routine about uh, Scott, the lead singer. He did this whole bit on an album just trashing them for like 15 minutes. And then about a year later, he did a celebrity poker thing. And you never know who's going to be there till you should get there. And sitting at the table next to him was Scott Staff from Creed. And he's like, I'm wondering if he heard that bit. I don't know. So I just stuck out my hand and said, hey, man, how are you doing? And he pulled his hand back and said, thanks for the words. So he's like, he knew. He knew. <laughs> That's his awesome. His joke was, I would rather listen to my own child's death rattle than listen to Creed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, uh, I got to tell you. My that's uh, was, pretty bad, dude. <laughs> my wife's pretty cool about pretty much all the jokes I make. Yeah. If I made that one, I don't think she'd be too cool he, about he it. He didn't have a baby when he made the jokes, but anyway. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Some nice 70s production there, whatever that is. No, actually, it's early 80s. Oh, okay. Early 80s. You'll get it here in a second, but... Uh, I had the worst crush on, and I'm not even joking, in my younger years, and even when I saw Prince of Tides, she was a star of it. Dan Fogelberg? (laughs) 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 Oh, I know who this is. I can't think of her name. you do. God, I loved her, and I really did. I had a young schoolboy crush on her, even though she was much older than me, but still. I'm really surprised. I figured you'd just be you'd jump all over this. I hear the. the she's also a, a great actress too. She's been. In a, she's one of those few that have spanned that great musician. Oh God! Sing to me. I am a woman in love, and I do anything. To get you into my world. Brian, you're singing that with a little too much conviction there, buddy. <laughs> I'm Sounds like Olivia Newton John, but I can't. I'm sitting here trying to think of Dude. all the. Yeah, you're too way loud. Too, too loud. Bring that down. Yeah. I'm sitting here trying to think of singers that were also actresses. I don't know why, and I know it's not her, but Streisand was the first one that came to Barbara mind. Streisand, that's who this is. Really? Look at you. Yeah, it's Barbara Streisand. This came out in the early 80s. Uh, do you remember who produced this? She also had a duet with a guy that produced this album for her. She was in a Stars Born with Chris Christopherson, but I don't know who. Barry Gibb. Oh, okay. From uh, God, I love. It. I'm not even joking. That I, is a good song. It is a good song. She's so talented, and I, I, the thing I loved about her was she dated Don Johnson when he was on Miami Vice, and she made a cameo, by the way, in Miami Vice. No, she did. She did. I believe you. I believe no you. way. Way. I love doing that. <laughs> Dude, you know way too much about Miami Vice. Please, okay. We're, we're good you on time. I want to hear this course. I want to hear this course. Just let everybody you just, listen. You just sang it like yeah, a woman. I, I don't, I'm not going to sing Just okay. don't turn it up so loud. Okay. I can hear the Barry Gibbness of it now. Yep. That, 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 that stifled. Yeah. Man. God, dude, tell them what I got on my arms. Look. 
tattoos of Dolly Parton? <laughs> no, of Barbara Streisand. Uh, but tell them, I've got goosebumps on my arm. I love this unexplained song. Unexplained rash. <laughs> no, that's on my. Oh, dude. She did a duet with Don Johnson. No, she did. She did. Do I need to find that? I think it's called Before I Loved You or something like that. Here's Guilty, which is a duet with Barry Gibb. Okay, we weren't talking about that. We're talking about Don Johnson. <laughs> what was the name of the song? Do you remember? I think it was Before I Loved You. I think what it was. Featuring Don Johnson. I found it. <laughs> that was the opening to Love Boat, didn't it? <laughs> it sort of did, didn't it? God, this sound. He didn't have a bad voice. And he was dreamy, too, you know? Look at John's face. Why are you making that face? Sonny Crockett, man. He shouldn't be singing with Barbara Streisand. Dude, I wish I could sing with Barbara Streisand. Well, while we're uh, listening to this, uh, Jonathan Massey, how old today is Barbara Streisand? 76. You say 76? Wait a minute. I think chorus is coming, or is it going to be Barbara Streisand's part? It's her part. I'll sing it. Sing it, Babs. <laughs> okay, uh, he said, what'd you say? 76. He said 76. What do you say, John Dawson? I'm trying to imagine that 40 seconds of nothing but Barbara. <laughs> um, what did you say? 76? 76. <laughs> um, 75. She was born. Hold on. I don't even never heard this song, but I can it's a good song, dude. I'm glad you had me play it, man. It's a cheesy 80s ballad. Here's Don Johnson. Here's Sonny Crockett. He can hit those notes. And and re, uh, Philip Michael Thomas was dating Dionne Warwick for a while. Good this Lord. thing for singers. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, 76, 75? Yeah. She was born April 24th, 1942. She's 81 today. Wow. Cheese and crackers. I, I don't care. I don't care. I would still. Brian. <laughs> anyway. Hey, you all right over there, Jonathan? I've already Jonathan? got enough work to do on this Toe episode. Toe the line. Toe the line, indeed. So you take a two-to-one lead there, uh, Jonathan Massey. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> we man. were ahead of time. I think we just did 10 minutes on Barbara Strauss. Who's just we? Yeah, I was going to say we. Yeah, we did listen to three songs, so there you go. Okay, uh, well, we'll wrap it up here. Two to one, uh, Jonathan Massey. It's to you, John Dawson. Shirley McLean. Today is Shirley McLean's birthday. Which life are we counting? The current uh, one? The current one. Uh, 86. Uh, you say 86. Uh, what do you say, Jonathan Massey? 80, 87. April 24th, 1934. She is 89 today. Congratulations. You've won for the fifth day in a row. And congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You have clinched the month of April. <laughs> Tell him what he's doing, John Dawson. He's blowing kisses to people who aren't there. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, but uh, you've clinched the, the month eight to three. How about that? Uh, even if you win the last four days of the month. You know what? You know what we're going to do this month for sure? Maybe Thursday or Friday this week, we're going to do the our, uh, who, sang, who it? sang it. Don't let me forget, okay? I, I think they're still one in the chamber. 
No, we've used it. I've okay. used it. Yeah, I definitely right. used it. But no, but that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a who's saying it, and maybe another game too, since he's already clinched the mm-hmm. the month. Okay, uh, last one. He played. Uh, it goes to you, Jonathan Massey. He played almost twenty years for the Atlanta Braves at third base from nineteen ninety three to twenty twelve. He was an eight time All Star. Was a first ballot Baseball Hall of Famer. He was born Larry Wayne Jones, but we know him better as Chipper. Chipper Jones. How old is Chipper Jones today? Jonathan Massey, you've surely you've heard of Chipper Jones. What year did nope. he retire? Did it? Did you say? Uh, Twenty twelve. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. Let's <clears throat> see. So that was eleven years ago. So was... I've heard of Trapper John MD. That same guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's pretty good. That made me chuckle. I like mm. it. Oh wait, you've already won fifty two. Okay, you guessed 52. What do you think, uh, John Dawson? 52. Uh, 53. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had 52 can... before he said it. And That's I was too funny. Uh, no, on. if you'd have gone the other direction, you'd have been perfect. <laughs> he was born April 24th, 1972, so he is 51 years old today. So 4-1, to one, you clinch again today. Jonathan Massey, congratulations. Yeah. There you go. Uh, local birthdays. A guy I've been in his fantasy football league for – Goodness gracious, for 12 or 13 years now, Brent Pelletier, uh, good guy, super, super nice guy, probably the best commissioner of any fantasy football league I've ever been in. I'm saying that. I don't disagree. Okay, well, I thought you might take it as a poke since you are the commissioner of the Hanks Fantasy Football League. For the time being. Also, happy birthday to Joel Battle, a former Kinston uh, star athlete. He's now up in the triad. He's a basketball coach up there. The son of Ronnie Battle, a Hall of Famer here in Kinston. And Joel's just one of the great guys. Uh, love when I get a chance to see him, to chat with him. But uh, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to Brent. Happy birthday to the lovely, the talented, my all right barbara strassan and if today's your birthday like all of those folks have a great birthday we'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by goeco office automation and again want to thank jacques passelet and goeco office automation for being the title sponsor of our birthday game every single day here on the brian hanks show truly 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 do appreciate them let me tell you who else i appreciate our guests that we had this morning on today's show or on today's show Ty Eason, the uh, head coach of the Kenton Post 43 American Legion baseball team. Uh, that's just right around the corner, two weeks away or three weeks away from those games starting. And, uh, again, a uh, big golf tournament taking place over uh, Fallen Creek. We'll be talking about it between now and next Thursday if you can be a part of that. And, again, thank you to Mark Panicelli from The Drive with Mark Panicelli. You can listen to him Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock on 252 ESPN, 107.5 FM. Thank you, dear listener. Uh, Tomorrow, we will have Richard Clark on in our first hour. We will be uh, deep diving into the NBA playoffs. Maybe even get a little NASCAR talk with him, too. And, uh, man, uh, Jerry Stackhouse later this week. We're going to have a ton of great guests for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.